The Big Story from The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. You're watching The Big Story with me, Chiao Suen. Subscribe to The Straits Times channel to stay up to date with our live news updates. Now, how will Singapore fare next year as economic growth slows and inflation stays stubbornly high? The central bank MAS confirmed a few things. First, the economy is projected to grow at a below-trend pace in 2023 after expanding by 3 to 4% this year. Second, core inflation will stay well above its historical rate through the rest of this year and next year. For now at least, there is no imminent threat of a recession here, but the outlook could change depending on what happens in the US and Europe. To fight inflation, MAS has already tightened monetary policy five times in 12 months by allowing the Sing dollar to strengthen, and it's prepared to take further action to keep inflation in check over the next few quarters. Joining us now is Terence Ho, Associate Professor in Practice at the Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy, National University of Singapore. Thanks for joining us today, Prof Ho. So, you know, high inflation doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. And MAS says we will face slower growth next year. What happens when the two situations overlap? And what is the worst case scenario should this persist? Yeah, I think the worst case scenario, of course, is uh, stagflation where the economy is shrinking while inflation remains rampant. Fortunately, this is not the central scenario either for Singapore or the world, as growth next year is still expected to be positive. But there will be a slowdown and inflation is likely to remain elevated, which means we're entering a period of prolonged economic pain. And I think there are also risk factors which we cannot discount, which could worsen the situation such as escalation of the war in Ukraine or the possibility of a resurgence of COVID-19 with new strains. So these are things that we should uh, keep a watch out for as well. Sounds worrying, but the Professor, the thing is that life still goes on and we need to be able to afford daily necessities. Do you think Singapore is facing or about to face a cost of living crisis if the domestic and global economic situation continues to spiral? And what groups do you think will be worst hit? I think all of us in Singapore have already experienced higher costs in uh, food, energy and other essentials. Um, but the impact is uneven across different groups. For those in employment, at least the tight labour market will continue to enable above-average nominal wage growth. Other retirees and those without regular income streams may be more affected by the increase in living costs. So fortunately, Singapore does have the resources to provide targeted help to alleviate the cost pressures, such as the second uh, help package of $1.5 billion announced in October that targets support at lower to middle income Singaporeans. Professor, so Singapore's monetary policy has been through an unprecedented five rounds of tightening in just about a year, and it looks like further tightening will be expected. Why is this the go-to solution? Is the tightening of monetary policy enough to help with the rapidly soaring cost of living, and what more do you think can be done? So monetary tightening, I think, is the go-to solution as Singapore imports uh, much of our goods and services from abroad, and hence a stronger exchange rate reduces the cost of these imports in Singapore dollar terms and lowers uh, imported inflation. You're right, we cannot just rely on monetary uh, tightening. There are limits because this also makes Singapore's exports more expensive and could uh, dampen aggregate demand and our economic growth. Hence, it's also necessary to provide that uh, support that I mentioned earlier to help with the cost of living. And there are other avenues um, and other efforts to help. For instance, um, the supermarkets like NTUC Fairprice announcing discounts on certain staple items. And Singaporeans too, I think uh, we need to make adjustments to spending and saving habits depending on each person's financial situation. 
This could mean looking out for lower price alternatives when shopping, for food and groceries. It could mean eating out less often or setting aside more precautionary savings. Um, also to take advantage of the higher interest rates on deposits. So these are some adjustments that um, Singaporeans may have to make. So, Professor, what about in terms of policy? What are some other things that can also be done rather than just the tightening of monetary policy? So the monetary policy would have to be complemented by the fiscal support. And as mentioned, this should be targeted because just across-the-board support would then further add to the demand pressures. So these are the mainstays of policy, monetary and fiscal. But there are other sort of targeted measures as well that are for different... Um, so, for example, in the property market, find that there could be some form of cooling measures that the Monetary Authority of uh, Singapore, uh, HDB, have been looking at. So depending on the sector in terms of the supply of goods, the supply of land, there are other things that could be done in addition to just a fiscal and monetary policy to help control prices and keep things affordable for Singaporeans. Thank you, Professor Ho. This has been Terence Ho, Associate Professor in Practice at the Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy, National University of Singapore.